I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. How this is going to affect me. And if that is, on the, on the whole, very good then I think he's going to vote for it. Eric Winston on Golic and Wingo. The new CBA will pass if it gets a simple majority, 50% plus one vote. Jets defensive lineman Quinnen Williams was arrested last night when he tried to board a flight at New York's LaGuardia Airport with a handgun. Williams did not have ammunition in his possession. He faces a court date on March 25th. Yankees outfielder Aaron Judge has a broken rib. He'll be out at least another two weeks. The Brewers make it official today, signing outfielder Christian Yelich to a nine-year contract worth about $215 million. And Tiger Woods will miss the Players' Championship next week with stiffness in his back. Coming up Monday, Tom Brady Watch rolls on as we await his decision. And it's a big weekend for the Lakers. How will the West be won? Plus, championship week in the NCAA. And who won the weekend? Goal can win go Monday. 6 Eastern ESPN Radio, ESPN News. Brick Alley Pub and Sports Bar is turning three, and they're throwing a party. Come celebrate with them on March 14th with an open mic comedy night at 7 and a show featuring professional comedian Carl Giannetto at 8. It's been an amazing three years at Brick Alley, and in that short time, they've become the number one sports pub in Marion. So come by March 14th and join the party. Brick Alley Pub and Sports Bar, celebrating three years on 7th Avenue in Uptown Marion. Hour number two on a Friday edition of the Todd Bromwell Camp Show with Alex Kuhn. It's time for the big hour. I want to thank Steve Anderson and his crew at Hawkeye Title and Settlement for being the outstanding sponsor of this hour all throughout football and basketball season. Alex Kuhn alongside Rob Howe. Todd will be back with us hopefully on Monday as he's been a little bit under the weather. Excited about this this uh, next segment. I don't think we've ever had somebody on the program Live from France. So we're, we're going to give this a shot for the first time. But former Iowa point guard Anthony Clemens is our guest today on the Big Hour. And Anthony, how's it going? How are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing good, man. Thanks for having me, man. How's, uh, how's professional basketball life in, in France treating you? I know you've your career has, has uh, taken you to a bunch of different places, but you're still playing some, some very high-level basketball and getting paid to do it. Yeah, man. Uh, life's good, man. I can't complain at all, man. Uh, last year, last year for the past two years, I was in Russia uh, where it was cold, but you know <laughs> there was very high level basketball. Uh, this year, I come to France in Monaco. Everybody probably in the world knows about Monaco. 
Uh, it's just a different atmosphere, you know what I'm saying? Definitely with the weather uh, being what it is. So, um, and then again, here's another high-level basketball team, a program, a level league. Um, so, uh, it's been nothing but good, you know, and, you know, as a professional, my career has done nothing but, you know, make jumps to success, you know, as, as time went on. It's obviously a, the it's midnight there where you are now, so we appreciate you staying up for us. Um, with that in mind, do you get to watch much of the Iowa games? Can you get them over there? Yes, I do. I actually watched the last versus Penn State. I watched a lot of the home games when I'm not on the road. Uh, you know, so I try to tune in as much as possible. Man, I can tell you the Hawkeyes this year has you know. Yeah, big surprise, you know. Uh I'm very I'm like really excited to see the success guys are having it. You know, they're on a clinic for you guys out there. When you watch that team, the the level of toughness that they have and, and kinda how they they take pride in on the defensive end of the court and and, and, and making the right play. That was kinda the way that you played. Do you do you uh just sort of marvel at the way that that this team in particular uh, takes care of its business. See, and that's what you know. That's what you know. Saying to watch, and this is why I watch a lot of the games now, because you know everybody's pretty much in one sink. You know, what I'm saying like one through uh, eight guys. You know, are you know on the floor and they're giving it their all every possession, and uh, you have to love that about a team. You know, and I know there has been a few injuries, um, you know, but, you know, everybody's has stepped up, you know, and, you know, I'm staying filled up those shoes. So uh, and I love the toughness and I love the way that the guys are coming together as one. And I think it's going to be big for the guys moving into the postseason. What was it like playing for Coach McCaffrey? What was your experience like? Uh, it was good, you know. You know, obviously everybody knows, you know, my rough season, you know, my second year after coming off of, you know, it's been a good season my first year. Uh, and, you know, to kind of have a bunch of hurdles, you know, and a bunch of up and down, you know, um, my second year. And the uh, big question was, was I going to leave or not? You know, I can't say I didn't think about it, but, uh, you know, the level of respect he gave me for staying and, you know, putting the pressure on myself and taking accountability, you know, for, you know, why I wasn't playing as much, uh, you know, our relationship grown as much. And I can feel, you know, him trusting me more and able to keep me in games and, you know, trusting, you know, what I could bring to the table. So, uh, you know, the four years that I was there, um, it was remarkable. You know, it was definitely a life lesson. Uh, helped me a lot, you know, throughout my professional career, believe it or not. So uh, I thank Coach McCaffrey and the whole Iowa organization uh, for helping me build me who I am because if, I, if they didn't, I wouldn't be where I am right now. How has your game grown the most since we saw you in Iowa City? Oh, <laughs> uh, man, I'm a different player, man. I can tell you that, uh, you know, confident-wise, you know, uh, in my first year, you know, the ball was put in my hand a lot more. And, you know, I had to score the ball a lot more. Obviously, everybody knows that I could score the basketball. But, um, you know, I was the same guy, you know, my first, you know, one, two years now. Um, on my team now, I'm a 
often, you know what I'm saying, looking to score the basketball. So uh, offensively, you know, I've, you know, dug into more into, I guess the kids now would say, into their bags. <laughs> and, um, you know, I've gotten a lot better. You know, I shoot the ball a lot better. Um, I'm able to put a lot more work in in the gym. So uh, I think that helped me a lot in everything. Just confident. I'm, I'm more confident. I still a dog on defense as always. Um, but, yeah, man, uh, I have to come up there, you know, and, uh, you know, play sometime in the summertime. What are your impressions of Joe Toussaint? Um, he reminds me a little bit of you, um, except he's a little faster. I kid. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can give him that compliment, too. He's definitely a little, uh, you know, he's definitely faster. I can say he might be a little more quicker. Um, you know, he's built strongly. You know, he's a tough guard, you know, and obviously, you know, uh, guys from New York, you know, you know, they can bring a certain type of swagger, a certain type of toughness. And I think he, uh, you know, brings uh, what Iowa this year needs, you know what I'm saying, that toughness at the guard spot. But when you're going against the team, you know what I'm saying, with that type of swagger, you know what I'm saying, you have a guy that can, you know, pull up and, you know, not back down, you know, and just kind of uplift his guys and say, guys, we can, you know, we can go with anybody. Um, I love him. And I love his game. You know, I just love what he brings. Um, I know throughout his career he would develop more of a better jumper and he'd be able to knock down mid-ranges and spot three-point shots. So um, I just would encourage him to continue to stay in the gym and shoot more. You know, saying so guys can uh, respect it. You know, and once once he start knocking down jumpers, man, it's, it's going to get scary. Now you mentioned you're playing uh, for Monaco in France. Uh, one of your teammates, Norris Cole, a two-time NBA champion. You, I, I know that a lot of the players in the the league that you you play in, uh, a lot of them from America. Some of them that you played against uh, out of the Big Ten. What is this this level like for you playing in in, in such a high level league this year? Man, it's uh, man, it's crazy. It's it's what man because you know you see a bunch of guys that you know either you've seen growing up, you know, saying, or uh, you see a guy a guy that's been on TV, you know, and uh, or in the NBA, you know, what I'm saying. So uh, to come across those guys and match up, you know, it's unbelievable. You know, actually, um, you know, Peter Jock, he's in my league this year too. I ran across him, played against him. Um, on the 18th, I'm going to be playing against Devin Moore. Uh, he's in Italy, but, you know, we play like a Euro, uh, Euro Cup challenge. And, uh, you know, so it's, it's, it's interesting. You know, I got to play against Jerry Toff last year, um, scrimmaged against Aaron. So to be able to run into former teammates and, you know what I'm saying, see guys that, you know what I'm saying, that you played against throughout the Big Ten. Uh, I just seen Malcolm Hill from Illinois. A couple weeks, a last week, so um, and it's unbelievable, man. You just realize how far you come. You try not to think about age, and you get older, but uh, <laughs> still be playing at a high level right now, man. It's it's, uh, it's unbelievable. What's it like when you play against your former teammates at Iowa? <laughs> man, it's, it's weird, man. Uh, definitely. You know, when I played against Peter Jock, um, I think we both had our worst games, you know. 
shocking. You know, he had his family up here. I had, you know, a couple of my family members down here to, you know, kind of support us. And it was just surreal because, you know, we're used, we're used to, you know what I'm saying, playing with each other, whether it's open gym or real game. So um, it was just it was just shocking. It was almost like playing against my best friends at Michigan State. You know, um, it was just shocking, you know. It was fun, you know, despite the performances that we had. But it was just – it was nice just to reconnect with them and, you know what I'm saying, be on the same court as them again. Well, Anthony, we appreciate the time. We appreciate you staying up late to check in with us. And, and best of luck the rest of the year. Oh, man, appreciate you. Thanks for having me. Anthony Clemens, former point guard for the University of Iowa. Good to check in with him. Now, Apologies. he's calling us from the, right. the, the mountains in France and at, at midnight. And man, but you would still think as, much, as, as many advancements technology-wise that they couldn't come up with a – a better connection from France to Cedar Rapids, Iowa? I mean, I can't get a connection from my apartment in <laughs> Coralville, so I, I, I didn't expect one from France. Actually, if you take that into consideration, it wasn't that bad. It, I, 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 can was, understand I was actually what he was like waving my hand like, oh, yeah, I can hear him. I can, I can hear him a little bit, a little, little choppy, but we got him on. And to me, as I've said, probably the most underappreciated player of the Fran McCaffrey era and the guy that once he was gone, you're like, man, I wish we could get him back if you're an Iowa fan. Yeah. Just a bulldog on defense. And you knew that there was see, I, I'm looking at his statistics in in um France and he's averaging right around eleven points per game. When he was in Austria he was averaging like right around sixteen. I always knew there's a little bit of untapped offensive potential in there too. He just wasn't asked to do it all that often. Yeah, and he played with Denzel Valentine and excuse me, Denzel Val- Valentine in high school. He had a lot of good players on his high school team right. too, so he was a facilitator, you know, passing, assist, that was kind of his game, defend. Um but he filled a nice role on those Iowa teams. When I hear him say, "Man, I'm just a completely different player." That's what it tells me. That's it tells me he got some coaching. He's allowed to play more with the ball in his hands. He's allowed to be more of a scorer, and and he kind of wasn't in high school. I'm not going to say he wasn't allowed in college, but there were guys around him where he was facilitating. And and, and Mike Gazelle was more of the point guard exactly. with him, so it was a little bit different of a dynamic. Very interesting, but good to hear from him. We still have a little bit of time before we get to... I, I don't want to spoil these. No, keep them when hanging. You, when you sent me the list of... Like this, all the postseason awards that we're giving away today. I was like, "That's going to take two hours." And I actually have last year's up here. They do three teams for the Big Ten. They do all league, three different all league teams. Isn't that most of the players in the Big Ten? <laughs> <laughs> we I didn't. Do, we didn't do sportsmanship award honorees either. No, we didn't do that. Um, Nicholas Bear was Iowa's last year. They give one for each team. Brad Davison was not for no, he wasn't? Wisconsin, no. Did they do that in the ACC? <laughs> like, was Grayson Allen for Duke? No. no? Okay. I, I think that we're going to be kind of on the same line as far as Big Ten Player of the Year. But I'm not, but I, when, and we talked about it off the air in terms of the all-league teams. It's not, it's not easy. No. Especially 
with the big guys. Yeah. And then in the, the, the backcourt, too, I think there are three really good point guards and only two spots. Yeah. See, I didn't. Did you go position for position? I went I more went, fi- top five guys. I just went top five guys. Yeah. Hmm. So I went. Well, last year's team, I'll give you it was Bruno Fernando, Cassius Winston, Lamar Stevens, Carson Edwards, and Ethan Happ. That was last year's first team. So you've got. That's pretty, I mean, balanced positionally, I would say. Could you repeat that one more time? Who was it? Bruno Fernando. Bruno Fernando, who got Dolphin Trouble. Uh, Cassius Winston. You brought it up, not me. <laughs> Lamar Stevens, Carson Edwards, and Ethan Happ. And then second team was Romeo Langford, Anthony Cowan, Iggy Brasdakis, Xavier Simpson, and Jordan Murphy. The thing is, though, this year, if, you, if you're going top five, then you're probably going to go two point guards and three centers, right? Three big guys, three bigs. Yeah. All right. So I'm not going to spoil anything. Are you, you, you're not changing your team now. I'm not changing anything. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going to do it. I. If we're, we're exactly on the same spot, we, we, we have to treat this with absolutely the most. Um, By the way, Bohannon and Cook were both third team All Big Ten last year. We didn't sense. do a third team. We My, just did first and second. Mike from Marengo, I really hope that Joe Toussaint can get a little better ball control uh, and and decrease the turnovers next year. That's that's the key for him, and I just wonder how much PT he's going to get now going into the games mattering as much as they do from here on out. I, w- I think those turnovers, I don't know if you'd agree with this, are just when he gets going too fast. Yes. And I think I think when he matures, that those will decrease. That's what I'm saying. Like I'm not worried about it long term. If I'm the Iowa basketball program, I think he's going to be a great player. But he's a freshman now, and you just wonder now. Okay, Illinois, they can't afford to turn the ball over. No, against Illinois, they can't afford to turn the ball over in the Big Ten tournament, and they sure can't afford to turn the ball over in the NCAA tournament. Nope. So you just wonder how much Bakari Evelyn are you going to see compared to Tucson? I'm not saying he's going to get completely benched, but 15, 20 minutes a game. Seems like Fran's got a pretty quick hook. He does. With Tucson. And, he, and it's going to be even quicker now with the stakes, you would mm-hmm. think. But uh, he's going to have to play because they're eight uh, able players right now with the ability to play. But you just you get the idea with the way that Evelyn had been playing and, and kind of steadies that offense. Uh, that, that that maybe we'll see more of him than Toussaint down and, the stretch. And then you've got Connor, too, that's right. kind of, you know, a point forward, if you will. And uh, so you don't really need that true. You, it's nice to have the true point guard, especially on defense. I think yeah. that's where Toussaint helps the most defensively right now. I think he's pretty steady on defense. And I thought it was interesting what Clemens said, Alex. He You know, he's got to get in the gym and work on his shot. His mid-range game, his three-point shot, because... They're not even guarding him with right. It right now. And that takes away his ability to penetrate if they're backing off of him. But if they have to respect his shot and they come up on him, we we know he's quick and he can go around guys. Because he goes around guys now, even when they're laying off of him. 319-366-1600. Thank you to Anthony Clemens for, for joining us. I... I really don't know what to expect on Sunday. I think that 
I think it's going to be a good game. That's what that's all I'm looking at and and wondering can Iowa go into that situation and play an inspired game and come out of the gate and lock in defensively, make it tough on on Illinois, not get destroyed on the boards because if they if 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 it's a repeat of earlier this week against Purdue, it's going to be a long night. It's going to be a long night for for Iowa if they get beat on the glass the way that they did. But I thought, see, th- this is my question. I don't understand what was it about Purdue that gave them so much trouble on the boards because they've gone against some really, really physical teams this year. Maryland comes to mind. Illinois comes to mind. Some other teams in the Big Ten, even Minnesota with Daniel Oturu, but Purdue really, really exposed them in that category. Yeah, and it seemed it was an energy thing. In the first half, it was, and they, of both games. They were getting to the getting to the glass quicker, and Boudreaux was really a factor. Iowa, I don't know, for whatever reason, it didn't seem like Iowa was matching up with him, and he was just getting to the glass with ease. Wait, who'd you say, who'd you say it was? Boudreaux. Yeah, um, Mike from Marengo uh, has answered my question. What was the biggest <laughs> issue? The answer, the bald Canadian... <laughs> <laughs> who has a vendetta against Iowa for not offering him a scholarship. I remember covering his recruitment. He visited here a bunch of times. He felt like Iowa strung him along, and then he eventually ended up at Dartmouth where his brother went. Graduated from Dartmouth in three years, if that gives you an indication of how smart the kid is, and then graduate transfer to Purdue for two seasons. He redshirted the old year vendetta. Yes. And he plays like he's yeah. <laughs> So, <laughs> you know what? He's I, like, <laughs> I, feel, I feel dumb for even asking that question. Well, what was the difference between Purdue and everybody else in the Big Ten? It's obviously the bald Canadian guy. 319. <laughs> <laughs> 9406 says the 35-year-old bald Canadian guy. Uh, 15, uh, 53. If Iowa loses at Illinois... Uh, will that blow Garza's chances at Big Ten Player of the Year and National Player of the Year? Big Ten, I think he's lost. No, not Big Ten. No, Big Ten, I National, think National, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Because. Well, you've got a candidate in Obi Toppin who's on. What, a top five team. What, yeah. I mean, what are they ranked now? Are they three? second? So, two or three? Yeah. I mean, you got a guy that's that productive. Then you're going to have people say, but he's playing. In a, a league that's not as good as they're number three. Yeah, yeah, but have, have you seen him play? No, I, I agree. No, with I'm, you. I'm not. It's a rhetorical question. Yeah, it's, Holy the, smokes! The argument for uh, or against him would be the competition, but I think he'd be fine in the Big Ten. It's a weird year for this award because usually you'll have you'll have one of these candidates that puts up ridiculous stats at a school that's not usually a national power. Right. Did Carson Edwards win last year? Big Ten Player of the Year? Did he win National Player of the Year no. last year? He was um, unbelievable. The statistics were there. but and I, and I think those awards are given... Oh, no, and I'm sorry. Zion Williamson. Would... They're, yeah. They're before the... Do those awards... or the, the voting on those happens before the NCAA tournament, yes, right? Because Carson Edwards was a nut. I mean, he was crazy in the... I mean, he carried... He Purdue almost carried to the him to a national championship. Yeah, no. 
The team that they lost to, they should have beaten, was the eventual national champion. Yeah. Do you remember how they lost yeah. to Virginia? Just complete luck yep. on the, the side of the Virginia Cavaliers. But usually you have a candidate who's on maybe not a traditional power or not a top 10 team, but then you have that, that guy on one of the top five teams that just blows everybody away. Zion Williamson was yeah. obviously going to be the national player of the year And last he missed year. games after that. After he blew his shoe after the, after the shoe incident, <laughs> the infa- infamous shoe incident. But now you don't have that. And you have one of the weird, this weird predicament where you have a guy on a, a top 25 team in Luca Garza who has by far the best statistics, and he's doing it against some of the best competition in the country as far as big men go. But then you have the more explosive, flashy NBA prospect, NBA prospect on a top five team who wins out. That's my question. And if Iowa falls out of the top 25, I think we kind of know the answer to that, right? Yeah, and you look at what Garza's done from... It's interesting, too, Alex, where are the votes going to come from? You know, the the guys that are in our region are going right. to vote, vote for um, Garza. The Big Ten writers are obviously going to vote for Garza. But what what happens out on the West Coast where you have a guy like Peyton Pritchard for Oregon... Who has a case? I mean, he's having a great year. And you've got Obi Toppin. You've got, you know, Vernon Carey's going to get some love. I, I I don't think that he deserves it, but he's going to get some run. See, here's, the, here's Miles Powell. And for the East, you've got a guy Miles like Miles Powell, yeah. So I think it's going to be, it's going to be interesting because I think the votes are going to be split more by areas of the country and where... But does, does that favor Garza? Does that favor Luca Garza? We'll see. It could. Yeah. Because what you just said right there is. How about Azabuki or uh, the point? Uh, uh, Devon Dotson. Dotson. Yeah. I mean, but do those guys split the votes? And that's what I'm saying. The Kansas guys offset each other. Who Who's the guy that's going to be garnering votes from all over the country? Nobody. They're just, they're, there I isn't think, one. Maybe I, Luca Garza. I think what works in his favor is you got guys like Dick Vitale right. pimping his candidacy, so to speak. So th- this goes back to uh, Christian McCaffrey, the day of the Heisman ceremony. Some one of the a Heisman voter came up to him to his face and said, "Hey, I've never seen you play." Yeah. Okay. And I'm looking at this right now, and I'm just wondering. I wonder if that guy still has a vote. <laughs> I, I hope not. <laughs> but I, I'm wondering who's going to be. Do, do people in on the West Coast do they know who Luca Garza is? Do they know? Have they seen Obi Toppin play? Have they seen Miles Powell play? Have you seen Miles Powell or Obi Toppin or Peyton Pritchard play? Yeah, as a, you know, you think about when Oregon plays and right guys in like. Philadelphia voters in like Philadelphia New or New York City are asleep. They don't have the Pac-12 network. Oh, and they don't have the Pac-12 network. That too. You know what I mean? So it's really going to be interesting. I think this vote's going to be close and it's going to be spread out because you've got more candidates this year and a lot of it's regionalized. But if there's that, that doubt, are people going to fall back on who has the best statistics? In the best conference. Well, Luke, I think it's very possible. Luca Garza's, I mean, you look at his scoring average in the league is the best since Glenn Robinson in 1994. So you have concrete evidence of how historically good his season is. And then if you look at 
Big Ten centers. It's been like 50 years since somebody averaged what he's averaging. And I credit Iowa. They, they are pushing pretty hard. I think that his name is out there nationally. And I say that because I've done a, quite a bit of traveling re- recently. And now I will say that... You're washing your hands a lot? Yes. You travel? Yeah. I don't wear the mask, though. So That doesn't help. It doesn't help. I, I do wash my hands plenty. I mean, you shake myth, people's hands? Uh, I, do, I do that as well. But you may, shake, shake people's hands? But I wash my hands right after. Making, I carry around a little Purell. Just make sure. People in Memphis asking me, that Luca Garza guy is pretty good. People in, in Chicago, wow, that, that Luca Garza guy is pretty good. St. Louis, that Luca Garza guy is pretty good. That's our region, though. I, I, under, I, Memphis I get that. Memphis is a little out of the region. True. I, I get that. How about in North Carolina or Florida or New Jersey? How big is Luca Garza? How much run is he getting? And that's probably where it helps having Rutgers and Penn State in the league True. because he gets a little bit of exposure, at least, on the East Coast. Exactly. But then I kind of counter that with, all right, who's getting the exposure instead of him? Miles Powell? Miles Powell on the East Coast. Yeah. So this, this vote, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, this vote is just going to be... And then Obi Toppin, I think, is a guy who's getting pushed... As a top five NBA draft pick. Yeah. This is going to be really weird because there's I don't know who's going to win it. I would vote for Garza, and I know people are going to say, "Ah, it's Big Ten guy, Big Ten journalist guy, Big Ten, you know." But when I just think about what he's done, what I said earlier about his scoring average compared to what guys have averaged in the Big Ten in the last however many years that is since 1994, my bad at math. You know, I just I think you put his. Fifteen games in a row, Alex, with twenty points. It's ridiculous. And you know, I I keep asking this. Nobody wants to broach the subject, but where would this team be without Luca Garza? We're we're talking about most valuable player in the NBA, right? Right. Uh, with okay, is it Giannis or is it LeBron? Who's the most important player of all time? Nobody to their on team? the Knicks. <laughs> no, uh, Julius Randle. Uh, <laughs> how's Julius Randle doing with the Knicks? I'm still salty. No, no I'm still salty about last year's draft lottery. You got yeah. John ja Morant yeah, and Zion Williamson, and the Knicks get the third pick. R.J. Right. Barrett, yeah. <laughs> but I, I, if you're just going to go most valuable player, LeBron's going to win it every year. I don't care what the statistics say. I don't. I, I don't. He he's the most valuable player in the history of the sport. Look at the teams before he's there. Look at them afterwards. <laughs> and that was Alex for all the Michael Jordan fans. Out and there. it's not. It's not even. It's it's not even a discussion. It really isn't, but in college basketball, I'm, I'm looking at Luca Garza in that same light. This team's a top twenty team. This team's in the NCAA tournament picture easily, and They're he's the reason. And I mean, he's the reason. We sat here before the season and kind of gave our predictions of what we thought the, Iowa was going to be, and we thought at best case scenario a bubble team. There were people saying 13 wins, and I was like, yeah, yeah, I, I can't. I can't they were argue. saying that after the DePaul game. Yeah, I can't argue with that. After the DePaul game, same thing. I can't argue with that. And he's putting up numbers that that are just so much better than anybody we've seen, really, in my lifetime uh, with, in the Iowa basketball program. 15 games in a row of 20 points against guys like Daniel Oturu, Caleb Wesson, 
Teske, Xavier Tillman, Tillman. I mean, fifteen games a row in the in a row in the Big Ten of twenty or more points. I just don't think it's that it's it's that hard of a decision to make. I think Obi Toppin is great, but Luke Garza cool is the National got, Player of the Year. Be cool if they got to go up against each other in the NCAA tournament. I think that'd be cool. That would be fun. Well, hopefully it happens. 319-366-1600. What we need to do right now, I'm going to get you a big board update. We'll continue on the big hour brought to you by Steve Anderson and his team at Hawkeye Title and Settlement in just a couple of minutes. The UNI Panthers swept the regular season series against Drake, including a dominant victory just last uh, weekend over the Bulldogs. But for Drake, the third time was the charm, and they... Dismantled UNI today in St. Louis, 77-56. to They become the first eight seed in the MVC tournament history to advance to the semis by knocking off the number one seed. The Panthers tournament, um, the Panthers were the tournament's number one seed and will likely be heading to the NIT, although Joe Lenardi says at the moment they're on the bubble and they're the last team into the field as of right now. With Illinois' loss to Ohio State, the Iowa basketball team is still alive for a top four seed in the Big Ten tournament. All they'll need to do is go to Champaign on Sunday and beat the Illini. The contest will get underway on Sunday at 6 p.m. And today, Luca Garza, as we've been, discuss- we've been discussing his name for the past 20 minutes, was named a finalist for the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar Award given annually to the nation's top center. And I'm going to go out on the limb and guess he may win the award. The Iowa basketball team is back in action today in Port Charlotte, Florida. Uh, they were battling Western Michigan. Jack Dreyer made the start uh, in a game that got underway at 2 p.m. And the Hawkeyes dominated. They moved to 7-4 and four with a 10-0 victory over the Broncos. They will play George- Iowa will play Georgetown tomorrow afternoon. The Cedar Rapids Rough Riders are on the road in Youngstown, Ohio, set to take on the Youngstown Phantoms the next two nights. Both games are scheduled for 6.05. Uh, PM. Let's go to the phone lines right now. Uh, Steve in Blairstown. Uh oh, I've uh, uh, I've set off a a just the Michael a, Jordan a storm. Call. <laughs> Steve in Blairstown. <laughs> go ahead, Steve. Hey, yeah, uh, let's got a question for you. Okay. And this, I hate to break up the conversation about the Player of the Year, but you made the comment about LeBron James. You know how good he was. You can't argue that without a doubt. Okay. But. You said he goes there and the team instantly gets better, which is true. But when he left Cleveland and went to Miami, who did they go with him? Dwayne Wade, undoubtedly a Hall of Fame player. Uh, Chris Bosh, he goes back to Cleveland to get Kevin Love and to get Kyrie Irving. He goes to L.A., and I can't the kid's name from the Pelicans just slips my mind. You know, I mean, he's not the only guy that's joining them teams. I mean, he's not like he's carrying that load by himself. No, I agree with you, Steve. Just the only point that I was making is look at the, look at the teams that he's left and what happened the year after he left. That was basically what I was getting at as far as irreplaceable was, was concerned. Yeah. Oh, and I understand that. Well, so. I, I appreciate the phone call, Steve, 319-366-1600. Now, basketball is, it's not a, it's not a one person sport. And I look at Iowa this year, and, and Rob, we've made this point. The supporting cast around him fits Luca Garza perfectly. When Joe Wieskamp is is on, when C.J. Frederick's on the floor. Well, look at Purdue, Alex. He had 26-12, and 12 and they lost. Yeah. Because the other guys right. had off nights. However, when you have a player <laughs> of that caliber, 
Uh, it makes things a lot easier, and you're seemingly in every game or more games than not. And when all is said and done, you talk about making that type of difference. I think Luca Garza does, and I, it's, it's that that's the understatement of the year. What we need to do right now, we will take a break. We'll come back, and without further ado, we're going to give you our all Big Ten honorees after this. More of the Todd Bromo Camp Show in the Big Hour. Brought to you by uh, Steve Anderson and his team at Hawkeye Title and Settlement on the way after this. The term yoga in general kind of emulates emulates community. I had the business plan in my head for years, but never really knew if I was going to be able to kind of take that leap. I knew it was going to be a lot of work, but I knew that the passion was going to make it not seem like work. Jupaca was really there for me, helping me kind of gain financial literacy. So that way, the day that I did actually walk in the door, I had a really good credit score. Anything along the way that I did, I just I wanted to make sure that I was being smart about it and I was t- doing it the best way possible. Everything from the business loan to setting up the LLC and then the insurance for the business as well, too. Dupaco really was was a great guide and, and a resource for me getting this whole entire project off the ground. We've built an amazing community here within Soul Revolution, and honestly, we could not have done that without the help and support of Dupaco. There's been a couple of classes when I'll walk in, and especially when it's a busy room and I, I start to get choked up. Those are the days when it's like, this is what I was supposed to do. Your money for good. Learn more at Dupaco.com. Equal housing opportunity. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. You see them all around town. CentOS trucks and their service reps taking care of customers. When companies use CentOS, you know they're confident and ready. CentOS helps with their fire protection and first aid and safety programs, handles their apparel solutions, and helps keep their facility and restrooms clean and stocked. So you know those companies care about their employees, facilities, and image. When all those things work together, they're ready for business. Oh, I'm ready! Get CentOS and get ready for the workday. Five-Hour Energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now, it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See 5hewin.com for details. Hey, guys, it's time to get ready for outside living again at Vernon Village True Value. Yeah, Jim, they're the only area distributor for the new Weber 24-inch wood pellet smoker, so you can smoke, grill, or sear right in the backyard. Just $999. Right, Hal? And Scott's four-step lawn program is just $64.99 with rebate and covers 5,000 square feet. Hey, want their ad delivered to your phone? Yeah. Just text Vernon Village, all one word, to 71441. Vernon Village True Value, 3501 Mount Vernon Road, Southeast, Cedar Rapids. Car category names like sports car or subcompact sound so one-dimensional, and great cars just aren't, like the Honda Civic. 
So I named a new category, Spay Flu. That's sp for sporty, thanks to an available turbocharged engine. The Ace is for standard safety and driver assistive features, like Honda Sensing. And the Lou is for value. Test drive the Honda Civic today. Hurry into your local Central Midwest Honda dealer or go to centralmidwesthondadealers.com for more details. Don't miss the madness. March is the season of madness, and iMon's high-speed internet will make sure you can track your bracket, stream every game, and stay connected with your friends and family. For a limited time, you can get iMon's 100 megabit internet for only $55 per month. You'll be mad for iMon's reliable high-speed internet and superior 24-7 customer support. Sign up before March 31st to score this deal. Go to iMon.net slash radio to switch to iMon for only $55 per month and find out how you can also score a free month of internet service. New residential customers only. Other conditions apply. Tune in to KGYM Fridays during the gym class for the announcement of our Athlete of the Week. Proudly brought to you by Sheet Metal Workers Local 263 of Eastern and Central Iowa. 539, just about 20 minutes to play with here on a Friday edition of the Todd Bromwell Camp Show with Alex Kuhn. Rob Halve, Hawkeye Nation, joining us as he does on most Fridays, but he's been here for the entire two hours of the program. And if you've missed anything, whether it was Jeremy Werner of 24-7 Sports or our discussion with Anthony Clemens now of uh, AS Monaco in in France as his professional basketball career continues to progress. You can visit our website at kgymradio.com. We will have the podcast in its entirety um, up following the conclusion of the show as Buttons will put it up. And i got to give a shout-out to him. He's kept us moving along here on a beautiful Friday afternoon. So... Rob, we've we've discussed every scenario that Iowa could possibly go through ha- should they win or lose on Saturday. We've we've discussed that if Iowa beats Illinois, they're in the number four spot and they will get the double bye in the Big Ten tournament. So let's move on from that and get to something else that you propose for me today. It's our Big Ten postseason awards. Where where should we start? Yes, this will come out. I believe Monday, maybe Tuesday this week, the real ones. Not that they're any better than ours. I don't think they're going to be that much different than Probably ours. Probably not. You want to just go with, let's start with, I think, player of the years. Let's get the ones, the obvious ones. Let's move past those. Okay, let's go from obvious to least obvious, I yeah. guess. So we'll finish with coach of the year. Okay, um, <laughs> player of the year is uh, Cassius Winton. <laughs> Jalen Smith. <laughs> Jalen Smith. Okay, this one's easy. Um, he, he's is he unanimous? We can, we can marvel at this. He's got to be unanimous. How, how can anybody sort of? I don't know how you make a case for anybody else. Be in that discussion. He can't. You can't. Luca Garza is going to be the Big Ten Player of the Year. Win, lose, or draw the rest of the season. And that's that, really. Yeah, I just, there's no case for anybody else. Somebody out there want to make a case? Can, can you make a case for Cassius Winston or Daniel the... or Turu or No, you can't do it for Daniel or Turu. Winston would be Winston the guy. Winston would be the only one you could make, you could try to make a case for. Right. All right. Defensive player of the year. I'll let you start on this one. I was considering no Joe Eastern after watching him against Iowa a couple times. I think he's a really good, he's the best perimeter defender in the league. But I went with Xavier Tillman from Michigan State again in large part 
for what he did against Iowa, which was actually not stop Luka, but keep him from scoring 50. <laughs> Follow the scouting report and at least yeah. make life difficult on him. Right. So, I, yeah. I thought about a few guys here. Um, I thought maybe, I think maybe there was that case for, for Xavier Simpson, yep. uh, just sort of the, the, um, what do they call that? The, uh, lifetime, achievement? lifetime achievement award. Daryl Morcell is a really good He's perimeter good. defender for, uh, for Maryland did a great job on, on Joe Weiss camp. But like you said, Xavier Tillman, the, just the job in the second half that he was able to do to slow down Luca Garza and to force him into some, some mistakes, force him into some travels. I'm going with a big man for, for Michigan state. Give me Tillman. All right. I'll start on six man of the year because I think this one's pretty cut and, uh, pretty cut and dry right now. It's got to be Micah Potter from, from Wisconsin. Does it not? He's my guy. And I went through pretty much every roster, Alex, to see, to make sure that I wasn't missing anybody. And I don't know what the stipulations are or what the parameters are. For, I'm glad. Yes. I tried to find it and I couldn't because Tillman won it last year. Tillman won it last year. He and started six games. And you look at uh, you look at Illinois right now, and they've kind of gone back between uh, between st- a big big right. lineup and a small lineup, and um, now they have Georgie Bishanasvili coming off the bench. And prior to that, there were games where coming off the bench, they'd have uh, their third leading scorer Andres Felice coming off the bench. He was their sixth man, but now he's in the starting lineup. Wiggins from Maryland was a similar situation. Exactly. He started 16 games this year of the 30, and he's averaging almost 11 a game, but I, that's not a sixth man to me. No. So I think it's Potter from from uh, Wisconsin. I, I was considering Potter, Brevin Pritzel, another guy that comes off the bench for Wisconsin I think is pretty good. Alan Griffin, who Jeremy mentioned as a guy who's starting to pick it up for Illinois, He's a guy that comes off the bench. is a really good three-point shooter, but I think Potter's just had that. Since he became eligible for Wisconsin, he's really made the he's made a huge difference on that team. All right, give me your first team all Big Ten selections. Uh, let's see. And we're just going five best, right? I, that's what I went with. I, I don't know if, there's, if it's positionally for when the actual voting happens, but I don't care. I make my own rules for this. <laughs> Uh, guy from Iowa, um, the big guy, 55 on Iowa, uh, Garza would be. Oh yeah. Luca Luca Garza, that guy. (laughs) Winston, who we mentioned, Daniel Arturo for Minnesota, Jalen Smith for Maryland. And then I was torn for my, there were three guys I was considering. I put Lamar Stevens out first, which I know a lot of people will have issue with. He was a first teamer last year. Um, and Penn State's been better this year. But I got down to Anthony Cowan from Maryland or Io DeSumo for Illinois. Those were my two for that fifth spot, and I went with Cowan. This is where we embrace debate, Rob, first of all. <laughs> clearly, clearly you made a mistake keeping of Lamar course. Stevens out of your, your first-team All-Big Ten selections. And I'm going to put Io uh, DeSumo in there ahead of Anthony Cowan uh, I'm not going Lifetime Achievement Award here. I think Anthony Cowan is a great player. Give me Io DeSumo the way that he takes over games and, and 
and it just the whole the whole swagger that he brings to that team. They're just a completely different team with him out there. This is a dis- just brutal decision. So, so you had so I got go Win- go with your five again. Winston, okay, Desumu, Lamar Stevens, Luca Garza, Daniel Oturu. So you left Jalen Smith off. I did. You have nobody from Maryland. I have those guys on my second team. Ooh. That's a Midwest bias against the East no, Coast. No, I'm team. just not going lifetime achievement <laughs> award for the oh the senior point guard in the Big Ten. You just got it. You have to give it to him. But an illustration of how difficult this is is Jalen Smith is one of ten finalists for the Naismith Award for National Player of the Year. Right. But I don't have issue with you leaving him off the first team or Cowan because the guys you put on there are deserving. So so basically, the internet is going to be ablaze. With Big Ten fans <laughs> and snub anger about snubs. What, does this come out on Monday? Monday or Tuesday. Oh, this is going to be fun. Yeah, Twitter will be great. Yes, Jalen Smith averaging 15 and 10 this season. I have off the first team. Oturo's numbers are sick. Exactly. I didn't realize how good they were until I looked it up today. I knew he was doing well, but he's really doing well. And that's there's there's the debate once again. The best team in the league with the, the, the their one of their best players, or a guy on a a, a team that's seven and twelve who's putting up ridiculous numbers, and then going full circle, Garza Player of the Year. He's outplayed Oturo twice this yes. year. One of the you know, and I would say probably outplayed Jalen Smith. I would say overall, Jalen Smith had a good game down there, but Luca was still better. So we're going to Coach of the Year now. Did we finish our second? We didn't put our second teams out there. Did you do a second team? Well, by process of elimination, (laughs) I guess I kind of did, but you go ahead. I have DeSumo on my second and Lamar Stevens. Those were my first two guys. Xavier Simpson, Xavier Tillman, and Caleb Wesson. So I guess by... That's a pretty good second team. By elimination, Jalen Smith's going on... You have Smith and Cowan on your second team. Smith and Cowan on my second team. Xavier Simpson also on my second team. And I'm just doing this completely on the fly. <laughs> uh, look, may I recommend Xavier, Xavier Tillman, Xavier and, Tillman Caleb and Caleb Wesson? Yeah, that, that, that's an easy one. All right, coach of the year. We do freshman of the year? No, we didn't. Go ahead. I, I mean, it's we, Kofi Coburn, right. is it not? Yeah. Is there anybody that you can even make an, a case for other than Kofi Coburn? Maybe Jackson Davis. He's been Indiana's best player, but yeah. they haven't been great. Uh Franz Wagner, averaging about 12, 13. I don't think so. Kofi Coburn yeah, is the freshman of the year. I would agree. And let me hear your coach of the year. I'll let mm-hmm. you go first. Because you haven't made – well, I'll go first because you said you had – you don't even you – you're you're picking right now, aren't I you? Am. I'm watching. I'm looking at you look at the screen and I'm going, he hasn't made up his mind yet. I'm going with Greg Gard for Wisconsin. Crazy. Talk about him being fired yeah. like a month ago. Yes, and Cheddar on the text line has reminded me of that a couple of times. But think about... Big Wisconsin fan. Look at his roster. It's not great. No. I, I remember after that game where they... Iowa had to come back to beat him at Carver Hawkeye Arena. I was like, that is one of the lesser Wisconsin rosters that we've seen in like the last decade. I just didn't see a lot of firepower there, and then they lose Kobe King. Yeah. On top of that, 
They're one of the biggest overachievers in college basketball this year. Let me give you some of their wins, Alex, to make my case for Greg Gard. Okay. Um, they finish at Indiana Sunday. They can win that game. I don't think they will, but they can. Uh, want, they won at Michigan. They lost at Minnesota. That's a bad loss. But they won at Penn State. They won at Ohio State. They won at Tennessee. Granted, not a great Tennessee team. That's my list right there. The rest of their wins were at home. But they beat Maryland at home. They beat Michigan State at home. So I've heard cases. Who who are the this, let's go through the coaches that are kind of on this list. Uh, we have Greg Gard. We have Brad Underwood. Um, I'd be with that. Pat Chambers. Yep. Is I in think the, you put is, him in there. Is in the discussion. Fran McCaffrey's in the discussion. Yep. And Steve Peichel's in the discussion, right? Yeah. The, those are those are the options. Yeah. I don't think you'd put Turgeon or Izzo in there. No. Um, I think you just go with the fact that we expected those teams to be good. Let me homer this up. I think I got to eliminate Peichel. I'm eliminating Peichel. You know why I'm eliminating Peichel? Because in the office, I have written down that prior to the season that Rutgers was going to be an upper division team. Now, they're probably not going to be when all is said and done, but they're 19 and 12. I expected this from this team. They had been moving in this direction for the last three years. And Steve Peichel, over this, if you give coach of the last three years, maybe we have this discussion. But we're talking about this year and this year only. And... I go back to preseason, and I'm going to eat crow right now. I I said this was going to be a below 500 Iowa team. Below 500. I I didn't. I did. You weren't alone in that prediction. No, no. they lose Tyler Cook and Isaiah Moss before off, off the top, and Nicholas Bear, their best player, coming off the bench. You knew that Jordan Bohannon was going to play 10 games, not look like himself, and he was going to be done. Jack Nunji tears his ACL. Uh, Patrick McCaffrey, unable to play. C.J. Frederick, throughout most of the season, has been hobbled by an injury. Not most of the season, but at times this season. They've had to play seven, six or seven games without C.J. Frederick in the lineup. And we're talking about them being a sixth seed or, or better in the NCAA tournament. I, I'm going with Fran McCaffrey. I've been critical of him in the past, but they're, I just... All these these programs, maybe Pat Chambers and Penn State, you can I think make you the make, case you, for. I think you can make a case for Chambers and Underwood just because of they've they've right. what they've done with their program to bring yes. it to places where it hasn't been in a, they haven't been in a while. But I I knew I would assume it was good. Yeah, and you knew that they had some good players coming in. They were young last year. Mm-hmm. They showed some flash, and I thought they'd be. We, we had people predicted them be getting in the NCAA tournament before the season. Yeah. So, this Iowa season has completely come out of nowhere. Completely out of left field. More than any other year for any coach in the Big Ten. So, I'm giving it to Fran McCaffrey. 319-366-1600. Who do you think wins it? I, I, I can't. I don't know. You think Brad Underwood wins it? I would say Underwood or Chambers for the Probably. reasons we talked about. Yeah. I think it's going to be one of those two, but we are desperately overdue for a break. We'll come back. We'll wrap today's show up and then we'll get you ready for your weekend. You're listening to the Todd Bromelkamp show with Alex Kuhn on KGYM.
When you create some of the world's best windows and doors, you won't let just anyone sell them. You want window and door experts. That's why Marvin Windows and Doors are only sold at local, trusted, independent dealers, not big box stores. Marvin never compromises on quality, offering unparalleled value, energy efficiency, and expert craftsmanship. At Alexander Lumber, they're proud to be a Marvin dealer. Visit Alexander Lumber, 4340 420th Street, or Answers by Alexander, 1534 South Gilbert Street, both in Iowa City. Strength. Precision. This trophy is not given. It must be earned. The 2020 NCAA Division III Wrestling Championships. March 13th and 14th at the U.S. Cellular Center in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Visit NCAA.com slash tickets to get your tickets today. The Big Hour, brought to you by Hawkeye Title and Settlement, continues on the southwest side of Cedar Rapids on all four KGYM frequencies. Alex Kuhn alongside Rob How Buttons is in the studio with us. And Rob, I pre- thank you so much for filling in the past couple of days with, with Todd under the weather. It's always fun. I enjoy doing the show with you. We have a, uh, seems like a, a seamless transition. It, it's It's always good to... Uh, I, I was a little nervous on Thursday. You're like, oh, I gotta check. I gotta make sure. I was like, oh no, wife oh, no. gave me clearance, but uh, it, it was going to be the buttons wrestling hour, <laughs> if not. But uh, we'll we'll uh, uh, the the Big Ten wrestling tournament coming up this weekend all, in Piscataway. Right, all of Iowa's wrestlers are top three seeds at the rack in Piscataway. Oh, they, I know they're having trouble getting the mats down. It's not a big area. To be hosting this thing. That'll be a tough ticket. What's that place hold? About nine? So it holds eight for basketball. Okay. So like 6,500 for wrestling? Yeah. 7,000 maybe? (sighs) And wrestling's huge in New Jersey. People probably don't realize that, but it is really big in New Jersey. And uh, Mark Ironside, who joined the gym class, pointed out that it's, it's weird that Rutgers got the tournament before Nebraska did. East Coast bias. The East Coast bias. We appreciate all of you who interacted with us on the First Federal Credit Union text line all week. We'll be back on Monday as John Walters will join us as well as Mac McCausland. We're going to know where Iowa is seated in the Big Ten tournament, where Iowa State seated in the Big 12 tournament. Look forward to Iowa women's basketball tonight as they're going to take on Ohio State. We'll know the result of the Big Ten women's basketball tournament next week. The real Fun begins as uh, uh, 3765 is pointing out that what's wrong with the Buttons Wrestling Hour? I would love that. We'll maybe incorporate it next time. <laughs> I was thinking about it, but we're, we're coming up on nationals, right, Buttons? Yep, we are. So An hour seems a little bit much. An hour? like <laughs> Maybe like a, like a 10 minutes or so. But we appreciate Buttons for helping us out. Have a great weekend, all of you out there, and uh, we'll talk to you on Monday. The great thing about facts? Nobody thinks twice about getting a second opinion on a doctor or a lawyer. But what about when you need somebody to work on your home, like an electrician, landscaper, or plumber? Somebody doing major work on your pipes definitely calls for a second opinion. 